the uh, quartet uh, from Anchorman 2. Will Ferrell, Steve Carell, Dave Koechner, Paul Rudd. Houston Oilers, Houston Oilers number one. Rain Wilson here on the Rich Eisen podcast. How are you? Is that is that the twelfth man? Have you un- been in that stadium? Uncanny. Your ears literally bleed. They should hand out like ear tampons. <laughs> uh, at lt underscore twenty one. Do you follow me on Twitter? Uh-oh. 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 The headsets are coming off. Let's check it. Oh, no, you don't you do. I know you're. I know you're known for your lateral movement, but don't you leave just yet. When you spoke to the commissioner, Roger, the, Roger the goods, Goodell. When he comes down the hallway, everyone goes, "Here comes, here the comes goods. the goods, here comes right? the goods." He is Vince Vaughn. How are you, Vince? I got to tell you, I did take David Wilson early in my fantasy draft. Uh-huh. And, Who but, else uh, is on your fantasy team? I'm in an 18 man league. We call it a man's league, Rich. And, uh, <laughs> awesome. NFL. 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 Completely. Screw yourself. Where's Jerry Jones? Hey. Grab, the, grab, grab the hot grab trophy. trophy. Oh, grab the hot trophy. Grab the hot trophy. Jerry Jones did it. Houston Oilers number. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. Uh, We are so close to training camps, we can taste it. We can absolutely taste it. Training camps begin to open, I believe, this Friday. The Buffalo Bills are first on the board. The kids from Western New York will open training camps, and then the following week they fly open one after another after another until all 32 are in the mix, and then we finally made it. The silly season over. The training camp season begins. The preseason right behind that with the Pro Football Hall of Fame on August the 2nd, and then... The National Football League season. Oh, <laughs> right around the corner, people. Fine. Chris Brock, we get to see you. Finally, sir. great to see you guys. What's happening? I'm fine. Good job again with you and Chris Law. Good to see you on Rich, the good to see you. second edition of the Best Stuff. How many more of those do you think we can make? <laughs> I'm serious. We've got I think so we much could material. Do, we could at least do two more. Yeah, I think easily we could get we could get two more of those bad boys out there. It's a full volume set, I think, as they say. But I'm I'm not I'm no longer off. You're back on between your show. now and then. Yeah. You, however, are going to the UK, right? UK, here or, I come. Or not the UK in places that you considered were the UK. Look. Like we've places like this. what? Ireland, right? Flying into Ireland. Then I'm going to make my way to Barcelona and okay. then make my way back to London. That's the UK, the UK portion. Ah, uh, right. Yes. And I think I'm going to catch you up Premier League because uh, they start August 16th, I Okay, believe. there we go. And uh, before we do get to uh, a little World Cup, we have Le- Sean McCoy calling in, correct? Well, Sean McCoy, Shady's calling in. He's coming out for the ESPYs. Uh, his flight was a little delayed, so he's not going to make it in studio, but he's going to phone in. He's going to phone in? Yes. Is he up for an ESPY award? Um, yeah, he has to be. I can find that he out. He have to be. He, on his season last year, he's up for one. Now, are you just saying that because you're an Eagles fan? Uh, by the way, uh, Law, you don't have to look it up. I don't care about the answer. <laughs> I just thought you might know it. Uh, I believe he might be from the game against the Lions. It was like best best run or best play or something oh, in, this, the in snow that game? snow game. For the snow but I'm also just talking out of my ass right you now. You are, but lie. you're used to doing that. Yes, that's okay. true. Uh, so LaShawn McCoy is going to be calling in at some point during the program. Yes, he will. I mean, we can talk about, um, I guess, what's going on in Houston with Andre Johnson. Uh, there's not much, as I wrote uh, this week's Monday morning quarterback for Peter King. Well done, sir, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, very I appreciate well that. For anybody who's out there, and you know, I, most people, I believe, have <clears throat> go ahead and, and read that. It's, it's required reading for folks like us it and is. for football fans each and every week. Peter's uh, been off for a month, and it's his final week of vacation. I believe he's had Khalil Mack and um, who else wrote that? He had uh, Klemko, uh, Robert Klemko, I think. No, Did but it? guest ones were uh, – Tressman wrote one. Mark Tressman's was great Tressman on the CFL. I did read that one. So um, – and I wrote this week's one, and I did talk about how the silly season is finally over or it's about to be over and what constitutes a silly season story and what doesn't. Um, and we'll talk about that in a minute as along with the World Cup. I want to introduce Jason Wormser back here again. You, Hello, we, America. We had a good chat. <laughs> oh, it's not just America. You're Hello, UK. And the world. International. international. UK, UK folks, they, so, love, they love themselves some American and yes. football. So you were, you were last on the show about a month ago when yep. you were previewing the World Cup. Now the World Cup is over. But uh, the silly season stuff, because you were, you know, before you left for Fox, how many years ago now? Six? 
No, no less, no, less, no, three years, three four years. years, three and a half. Okay, years. where you are part of the uh, the burgeoning soccer um, or football, uh, I guess, area of the Fox Soccer Empire, uh, Fox Sports Empire. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. But you were the NFL Network for for six plus years since the very beginning. You were here when seven, the doors opened, seven and a half right? Years. Seven and a half years. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know what you know. The silly season and what's not the silly season and what I wrote in the MMQB is stories that in the silly season, some of them aren't so silly. And the standards, there are two tests to decide what's a silly season story, is it silly or not? One is if it deals with a person's life, family, or career. Not silly. Not silly. Like Josh Gordon, what's going on with him. And then... What's not silly is when any story that takes place during this time of year, if it affects wins and losses when toe meets ball in September, or if a team is so fortunate to be playing deep into January, then it's not so silly. It's serious. That's correct. Serious. And right in the middle of that, right riding that sort of fault line, is one Jonathan football. I did like that you called him Jonathan. Jonathan football. (laughs) John football. JFF, that he's right in that fault line where yeah. all of this stuff with Bieber and Mayweather and Gronk and bikinis and uh, babes and, and the four hotties he brought to Fenway. That's right. Right? All of that stuff could be gets a round of applause from the hillbilly. This guy is my hero. You want to bring four hotties to Fenway? You've been dying to bring four <laughs> hotties dying, to Fenway my, your entire life. life. <laughs> That's all he's wanted to do. Right? All of this stuff could be completely silly. Or it could be Dead serious if the Browns hand him the reins and he's not ready to take them. Okay. That's the whole thing. That. But still, he's the reigning king of, of, of the silly season. Perhaps in the 11 years that I've been covering silly season football. Oh, Favre. Favre's the master. Uh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Well, but that's Favre not some is, of those. But no, that's not so silly season. Well, when he was I mean, retired, not retired, coming. I mean, yeah. If Twitter existed Favre, when Favre's, Favre's still, career was going and people were snapping photos. Oh. Is this Favre's? Is this so Favre, you would say? Yeah, he has in the history of the NFL mm. network caused me to miss more meals at home. Where it's like you got to pack a lunch, and suddenly we're staying for dinner, Seriously. and then we're and then the, the LeBron, LeBron has uh, nothing on him, nothing, nothing. Well, LeBron was was very decisive. I mean, he well, just said, you know, was. I'm gonna. I'm, but they don't mess around. They have their like, you can't do anything until a certain date, and then hello, and then there's a there's that moratorium of ten days in the NBA. So it's bam, it's like it's open, bam, here we go. Yeah, I mean, he had his guy visit all the teams. And he decided, I, I, I don't know it what he, that, when he went to I, Vegas to chat with Pat Riley, perhaps that was to basically tell him goodbye or give them one last shot. His camp was in Vegas, too, so he was holding right, his yeah, camp yeah. there. But. It was at, that his decision was made months ago. You think so, no right? No question. Well, and, and, and I do discuss that in, in the Monday morning quarterback, too. Does this mean the Browns will have more of a desire to make a splash in their own front? LeBron Center, as you called it? LeBron with LeBron. Um, LeBron Center. Uh, with LeBron now being in Cleveland, do the Browns the Browns have their own LeBron? Let's not kid each other. He is of that oh, no status. He Johnny moves football. the needle. He's a needle mover. They're, what, so is will he the Browns? Number two? Is he wearing number two? Yes. Well, he's selling a lot of number twos. A lot of number two jerseys. A lot of number twos and a lot of number sixes, right? Is he going to wear number six? I think LeBron's going to go to six, I think. So, I mean, the question is, do the Browns at some point feel compelled to go ahead and, and make their own decision uh, or do they feel compelled to say, okay, LeBron has made the splash here. We need to make a splash in town. And obviously we need to see how Manziel handles himself in training camp and on preseason football games if this is truly a competition with Hoyer. I still think he starts week one. Me Hoyer too. or Manziel? Manziel. Johnny not, not week one preseason, week one regular. Did you see Hoyer tweeted out a quote from LeBron James's Sports Illustrated Yes. A story. The Northeast Ohio thing. Yeah, the, about, about just about, you know, uh, jobs or respect is earned and things of that nature. You know. Silent shot across the bow, is that well, what you think? Just like, let's remind each everybody, you know. And he's the Ohio kid, too. I mean, right. he's, as he you said. Well. He played well. He did. For three hurt. games. Hey, the Thursday night football so game, what? it was, I think, 2-2 two and two it, Cleveland it, against 2-2 two and two it, Buffalo when, when E.J. Manuel – Busted his leg up, right. you know, when he should have gone out of bounds, and Hoyer didn't last a series. In this league, he blew out his knee. In, that in this night. league, it's what do you week five? It's like now. There's no Steve McNair's rest his soul. 
none of those sitting, sitting out for a year and a half. It's like, well, and I point go. that out, too. If Hoyer plays from the get-go and struggles, uh, the Browns are 1-3, and three, and they're still going to stick with him, then the howls from, from the fan base. Well, JFF stands there with an earbud and a backwards cap. Standing there, and they're one in three. Right. And maybe you ran the down the going, scenarios nicely. I mean, those were the there's four scenarios that I said. I don't want to go over the entire Monday no, no, but, quarterback. No, no, but you laid them out. Can, but, you, can you at least say the Mad Lib? Because that was hilarious. No, I love Mad Libs. Yeah? Oh. You like the Mad Lib? <laughs> I was the biggest Mad Lib. When I well, was a kid, I, I, I lived off Mad Lib. I, well, I, I do a Johnny. devoured those books. <laughs> I, do a Johnny, I do a Johnny Menzel Mad Lib. Really? The way, yes, a Mad Lib the way Cleveland would have. You know, the Mad Lib if, if it was out in May, right after the first round of the draft. And uh, I fill it in the way Cleveland would have filled it in. And then filled it in the way Harvey Levin would have filled it in. <laughs> Which may have been the way it actually happened. Yes, it was just the, the way it happened. The guy has made every decision as if Harvey Levin would tell him how to do it. <laughs> Think about it. Mayweather is the most notorious, for the lack of a better phrase, let's put it most well-known sports gambler of any sports figure today, correct? This guy tweets out his... Tweets uh, out the betting slips. Betting slips. Only the ones that he wins, though. So who knows how much he loses. And, and Bieber, maybe. Bieber, who just pleaded out of a case, right? He did. He's taking pictures with the two of them at a Hollywood party. And, this is after Tyrese. the coach says, maybe you should tone it down a little bit. This is, what, uh, this is the way Harvey Levin would fill this out, right? Oh, and, and then there was the drunken picture on the inflatable swan. Oh, my Lord. And that's the whole point. Please read it. Do we really know if, if this means anything or it doesn't? And that's the fault line well, of we'll the know silly in a season weeks. that JFF has been riding. No travel note in your MMQB. Well, I mean, I didn't have the time. Um, as, you know, as you know, as you saw firsthand. Their nerdness. Well, as, as, as the uh, two Chris's saw firsthand um, on Sunday when they came over for the World Cup final. They didn't invite me. Well, you were, I figured you were you were busy. <laughs> I'm hard. You're you're not at work when you're doing that. No, we were. Uh, you don't have like a World Cup. I'm no, no offense that I wasn't watching we, we, Fox no, Sports no, after no, the game. No, we games, actually did, did very. We just had studio stuff within Fox Sports Live. That that's what that. I figured. So I, I figured honestly you'd be working. No. Well, at any rate, I'm hurt. Um, they came over and they saw firsthand the the three children madness again. I mean, it's it's, mad, it's madness. It was, more, it was like seven children. Well, well there were kids for the other children. Many children. Yeah, there were many children. And worm, that's not an idol. And they're all getting so much bigger in. now, Rich. So I would have, yeah. I you would, probably, you're you're I, the type of guy that would tell the kids to just pipe down. I, I you want to hear Ian said, Dark? It, I would have said, like, pipe cool, down. Cool it. Yeah. So that's <laughs> why, you know, I mean, cool it's, it. the scene wasn't hey, for you. What type of stepfather is Worm? And Colin Hanks was there on Sunday if we're name dropping. Emmy nominated. Colin yes, Hanks. the Emmy nominee, uh, Colin Hanks. I think he even said to us, the, the, he, he credited the podcast bump. He, he gave did. the podcast he bump. He said yeah, he's coming Fargo. on every time now. Before have you seen Fargo show. yet? Fargo on oh, FX? On FX? No. Please take it. Is take, it good? Oh, God. So good. Really? He was nominated. Four, Martin four Freeman nom- was. Four nominations. Well, just to acting. Just yeah. for the acting. Just yeah. for acting. 16 nominations in all. Wow. Yes. And the only other uh, show that was nominated more was Game of Thrones. Got 19. Wow. And an American uh, American horror story. So I F- watch FX that show, is blowing apparently. up. I'm not a horror guy. No, I'm not. So no, I'm not a horror guy. No. So no, I, I gave vampires, that. I, I gave it a little try. I gave it a try the first season because Connie Britton was in. It was in it too. Oh, right. Coach's wife. Connie Britton dead, fan. Dead people walking in like that stuff. So um, I don't think it's called Dead People Walking. It's what called The Walking Dead. What? It's okay though. But it is a Dead People Walking. <laughs> I mean, you just. Vamp- it is. I mean, it's that might have been the original working title of The Walking Dead. Was Dead People Walking? Walking, whatever. Let's get to the World Cup yes. now. Because, I mean, is there anything else to discuss? I don't no. know, Andre Johnson, I don't know how no. that's going to. I'm still waiting for him to get traded to the Patriots. He's got to go to Cleveland or to Carolina. That's who needs him. With Josh to, Gordon? Going back to Manziel, one, one quick thing. Yeah. He has nothing around him right now. He is, I mean, with, with, with Gordon going out. They Miles Austin is, is their other wide receiver. Uh, and then. Um, Burleson's there. Nate uh, Burleson, yeah. Okay. And. Let's hope they deliver well, pizza. I mean, it's, it's, it's not and, good. So right, that might. I mean, be, Gordon, nothing's happened with him yet, but I, I assume that's going to have that's something's going to come raining down. Well, he soon. also, if you if you read it, he 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 blew very close to the legal limit, and lawyers can get a lot of people off for that. It's more the drug thing in May that's probably going to get him suspended versus that what happened the DWI. Well, he's at least out for the Charlotte. entire 2014 season. I don't know about that yet. It could be an eight game suspension. We have no idea. No idea. Ben Tate's well, back got, there. I'm now. just speculating. When you've got old Ben Tate's got back there. Old teammates and people within the league. Tweeting and sending out notes, 
think about him as a man and think about how can we help him. This is a, they know the Club players Jackson. know the yeah. players know man they know it's they they have they need to get Johnny Manziel help and they don't Josh have enough Gordon. help right John, no but he but means, no, man, he means in terms but, of but, but on Johnny the field needs, help. John, on Josh the field Gordon help. needs uh, off the field assistance Johnny Manziel Johnny needs on, on the field, field assistance. assistance and or off the field assistance too we do not know. If he can live his life in this, but Charles Barkley said this week that he doesn't think he has the maturity to be famous, is what he said he about Manzo. Does not have the maturity level to be famous. Hey, you know what he needs to make a phone call to? Who? One number two who plays in the Bronx. That's Jeter. the dude he should be paying attention to because that dude figured it out. Okay. He's still, figuring, he's still got it going. He's too. still got it going on. Well, right? I heard somebody told me that uh, when you do. come to Jeter's house, or anything that he's with, uh, he's got a, a a basket out in front. You have to drop your cell phone in it. Sure. I do that. That is a cell phone-free environment. It's good. it's good. Healthy. I mean, you have to. Think about it. The era in which he has conducted himself and the manner in which he's conducted himself. You've never heard anything. Once. And you've never seen anything. Doesn't, seen or heard. Doesn't mean nothing's Club. going on. I heard he's some Club stuff. And six, come on. 15 years ago. Minka freaking Kelly? Come on. Let's be honest. Yeah. Minka Kelly. Well, we all give baskets. All right, let's talk World Cup. Because by, by the way, because and Andre Johnson, I don't Thank see him you. being traded. I don't either. It, it, it was cost the Texans too much money. It's not that either. Yeah, 112 they're, receptions they're, they're, they're last year too. To but the Texans are a couple of players away. Well, he knows the health of being in a contention. To well, but he knows. Uh, uh, I go back and forth reading that he that this is a money issue, or and it's an issue with a, a closing window of opportunity. Just turned 33 this past weekend, Andre Johnson. And he just knows that he, he, it's now or never for a Super Bowl. And he looks and he goes, there's a new coach. There's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay. I'm not winning this year. They have quarterback issues. But he's oh, going to have to hold out to in training camp. They may, they may want to go like, like the old eye bone. You know? <laughs> what you do know? you mean? Double wishbone? They, they, no, they, should, they, should, they, may try to, they may try the veer because <laughs> they really have no other. Split veers? The split veer. Think back to Bill Yeoman from the old Houston Cougar days. Back in the 70s, mm-hmm. right on the veer. Gosh, Love I can't it. wait. These questions are soon to be answered. You're right, though. Let's get to the World Cup because he's got to go Let's go. In 15 World 20, Cup, so. Copa de America. Copa de Mundial. That was fun. That was, it was a blast. phenomenal. I really, you know really why it was phenomenal? enjoyed it. Why? I think, I think the venue. I think Brazil, as the spiritual home of the game, mm-hmm. brought an energy the people, the know. fans. I'm sitting at home, though, Worm. I'm not feeling I'm talking that. About, I'm talking about the people that – I'm talking about the people I know who were there. Okay. Who sent me little things. But you didn't hear some of the travel nightmare stories of people? That, no, the, that, the, 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 the only nightmare was Recife because of the, the, the rain. I mean, it literally was. And they played in a flood. Yeah. The, the remarkable part was how did all those people get to the game? That place was completely full. Yeah, I think, uh, what, Twelman, who was calling the game? Yeah, three and a half hour ride. Yeah, he was tweeting out uh, pictures of, of floods up to, yeah. up to the, the hoods of cars. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. But they, they were surprised by the travel. The spirit of the, of the country. No, I'm, I'm with you on that, Worm, I'm talking about the but... play. I'm talking about the play on the field. Why was it so exciting? Why was it good? I'm telling you, there was no Vuvuzelas. So guys could communicate on the field. Okay, where there's a lot of talking, a lot of yapping that goes on in the field that you and I don't hear, but there's a lot of communication. And the Vuvuzela, I'm telling you, I went to five matches in 2010. In South Africa. In South Africa. I had to wear earplugs at all of them. It was that loud and that annoying. And I'm telling you, it was like you walked down and you were shaking at the end of the game because it was like you were like on one of those little shake machines for 90 minutes. Is that why there were so many more goals then? Because their goals were way up, I think. I think the energy. Goals were way up. The energy of the, of the stadiums, I think the players come to Brazil and they say, I want to put on a show. You have these five South American teams. This is their continent. They want to put on a show. And they're great. And they have good teams and good players. And all of that combined with that defenses aren't as good as they used to. You know, it's not, defenses are a little bit sloppy because of the weather, the heat, the humidity. All those things put together, something's got to go. And you have all these outstanding players. Because this is really a, a, a player's tournament. It wasn't a team, right? Who is the great team? We all kept talking about who is the great team. There really was no great team. Germany was the most consistent. But who is the best team? There wasn't. There was one team. So you're saying this German team would have been beat by Spain four years ago? Or the Zidane team of the 90s? I would have loved to see that or game. The, or Italy? 
I'm telling I mean, you, in 98, uh, would, this, would team, you, would you have said this that, team versus that Zidane team, in 90, that team in 98, mm-hmm. that would have been one of the greatest World Cup finals ever. Easily. Would have been phenomenal. Oh, my God. The talent, just the pure talent in the field. Although the guy who actually won the game was... You mean if, uh, on uh, Sunday? On, in, in, in France in 98. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, the main guy is really, was really never... That was his shining... That was his moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was his, his Timmy Smith moment. And, but the rest of that team, holy smokes... Legendary team. But this past World Cup final um, was, you know, and for a lot of people in this country, nil-nil doesn't really light many fires. But I was on the edge of my seat throughout because there were so many chances. And and I have really come to enjoy watching some of the uh, X's and O's, which I'm not completely familiar with at all. uh, But just seeing how... Uh, the teams were moving the ball around and how they were methodical and doing. I really got into that over the past yeah, four weeks. It's chess. And it was a clinic. It was a clinic on on Sunday. Certainly the Germans were a little bit more clinical. And that last goal. Uh, Superb. Go- oh. I mean, what? Talent. Uh, he buried the pass. that. He the buried pass. it off the chest. Off the chest. Right to his left foot. Touch. And he buried it in a way. Now, is it fair to say that he buried it in a way that Messi had a chance or chances to do in that game yeah. and did not? Is that a fair that criticism? 40, 40th minute miss. He makes that. And when he's in Barcelona, that's 9 out of 10. He scores that. I think one, well, of, the things, one of the things that's difficult for us is like when – Peyton Manning is a quarterback. Tom Brady are quarterbacks. They're going to make the throw. It's going to be close no matter what. I understand you're using your foot. It's a whole different thing. But when you see the, the free kick he had at the end of the game, and it doesn't even come close, and it sails 20 yards over, you then start to think, like, is this my golf game? Is it luck? And you're duffing stuff? Like, how, what? Why can a player that's presumably the best in the world hit such an awful shot? Yeah, well, I think it happens. I think, I think it happens. I think it he didn't have much of, much of a, a window to hit the ball to. Um, I, I think he should have passed it and tried to get off ahead, or try. Uh, they should have tried to play, like, kind of like what the U.S. did. Against, that U.S. play uh, yeah, against Dempsey, Belgium, the Dempsey, yeah, it was one of the great off, plays. Of the, I the mean, unbelievable! Wow, off that the charts. was off the charts. As great as the play was, the save was. Say was great. Say was great. Perfectly conceived and executed. And and that's one of those where maybe Klinsman's been working. They've been working on it for months and and months and months. And you got your one shot and they needed it. And oh, my Lord, that was so freaking close against Belgium. It was the what if. There was tons of what ifs. And and the thing about the messy free kick at the end, too, I was sitting there thinking it's similar to when uh, in a baseball game, in a World Series game, right? when it's the ninth inning and the batting order always winds up with somebody like A-Rod having that chance at either redeeming himself amongst a fan base that is ready to savage him or live up to his own hype. And of all people that got a shot with 30 seconds to go in that final, it's messy. For Argentina. And Ian Dark, who I also wrote in the MMQB, who I think is phenomenal. He is as good a play-by-play mm-hmm. announcer as there's anybody out there. And he perfectly said it. He goes, you know, one shot on the foot of Messi to save Argentina in the World Cup. And he pauses and he goes, no pressure. Right. <laughs> yeah. No pressure, yeah. you know. It and was, it was true. He had, he had, he had, he had his moments. I mean, was he the best player in the tournament? No. Yeah. Uh, I didn't who know. was in your mind? Uh, Rodriguez. I, I thought Rod- he was. He was the James. James was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. phenomenal. Who was better you than know, him? Just individually. Ray Marv it, it, until it, he got it's hurt. It's a complicated thing. It's a complicated issue. It's your typical MVP discussion as to it, what's it's valuable. How many? Like how many games did you play? Like Messi played seven games. Yeah, but he didn't score in a knockout round. All no. of his goals were in the group play. So and if so, it's essentially if you're just talking about goal scoring, it's the entire pool of players. Well, no, there is a separate one for goal scoring. No, yeah. I know that, but what, but goal obviously, goal. obviously, you're not going to be the most valuable player if you're shut out of of scoring right. in a tournament, right? No, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of. I'm sure there's a lot of. He was things. sponsored by Adidas. He's an Adidas guy. Oh, okay. That had something to do with it. There we it, go. Even even Sep, even Uncle Sep said we got to kind of look at this again. Well, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe Putin was saying something too because they sat next Putin, to each other. You know, Putin. Putin went to, you saw at halftime, you didn't see it? No. Like, they go in the back, and they mm-hmm. all have like a bite. You know, they have food, they have a drink. You mean in the, in the FIFA box? In the FIFA box. Okay. With 
Ashton Kutcher and who else? LeBron. Did you see that Tom Brady and LeBron? Yeah. No, I missed it. Tom Brady, Tom Brady was not on the list. He was at the event, Giselle though. Giselle was on the list. There were pictures but of them at the World Cup. Here's the thing. That's the one country and one event where Tom Brady is a plus one. <laughs> Okay. Any other place, any other event, in any other country on the planet, it's Giselle Bündchen and Tom Brady. Here's my question. But Tom Brady (laughs) in Brazil for the World Cup final where Giselle presented Presented the trophy trophy. before the game. Only situation where Tom Brady is plus one. Am I wrong? You tell me. I saw the VVIP list, as many did on Twitter. The very, very important list. That sounds there like were, something out of Monty Python. No, no. There, it was, <laughs> the very, I very important. I sent it out. Okay. I tweeted it out yesterday. I missed the it. The VVIP so. list uh-huh. had no plus ones. It had all these guys who run these federations, presidents. I thought we saw a shot of Brady taking pictures. Did and, you? Didn't we? I didn't see that. I, I, no, I, I missed it. I, I saw days. a twit pic of Tom there. Uh, that's what I thought. I'm sure he was there. I'm sure he was But there. he's not on the very, so very Putin, important. Come on. So Putin yeah. and Rousseff, who was the president of Brazil... Like Putin definitely went over to Roussel, mm-hmm. Roussef at, at halftime. That's it. The 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 statue. The, how much would the statue? Like it, <laughs> I, I think the statue to. He's Red trying Square. to buy Christ the Redeemer. Yes. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> the, the sunset, the sunset shot, the sunset with the with the Christ the Redeemer. How much? Oh uh, boy. So I, so you you women, your children. I love you. That's your that's your next, but that's the next big major soccer gig for Fox. Right? Well, I know no, you got no, all no, sorts no. of stuff. Well, right? I know you got, we we know you got all sorts of stuff. Women's World Cup next summer. I'm aware. But the Men's World Cup, you've got the next one in That's Fox, correct. right? That's correct. 2018 in Russia. in Russia. In Russia. Now, when do those games start? Because I know you mentioned how the popularity of this year's World Cup um, was due to the scene in, in, in Brazil in many ways and the fans' uh, zeal. It happened to help certainly here in this country, that the games were at 4 Eastern and noon Eastern. And right? 6 o'clock at, uh, at right. the group stage. Right. right. And, and no out, out here, Not they were during the group stage, 9, 9, 9 a.m., noon, noon, and 3. And 3, Not which bad. was Easily digestible. spectacular. Yeah. Now, I know we weren't at night Pacific, but you want them on the East Coast. You want these games to be tip, you know, kicking at 6. Because if you're holding an event where, where, where the fan base in Europe – and Africa is truly that's the home base. This okay? is the, us here, and also South America. This is this is you can't get you can't obviously help the whole world in terms of right. a, a fan friendly start time. But remember, but here this was this was spectacular. Now Russia, when are the games going to start in Russia? If they use the same lineup, if they use the same three hours difference, yes. right? Yes. My opinion, and this is strictly my opinion. Okay. Is not you're gonna, you're gonna, not but, speaking for the but you're going to float this up to Shanks. I mean, Shanks is going to ask floated, your opinion. Right? There's an open door policy people. there. I have floated okay. to certain people. Shanks and, and you I, and David Hill lunched yesterday, right? No, we did not. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry. And I would say that the games will pl- be played at eight Eastern in the morning. Eight in the morning. Eight, eleven, and two. Now they are. So we're waking up here at five in the morning. Plus eight. To the East Coast. Plus eight. Okay. Central Europe is plus six to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. There, for some reason, because I'm a weirdo and I like weather and time, why they are plus eight to us is a completely, it's a joke. They should be minimum, late, they should be maximum plus seven to the East Coast. See, I love this. You've, I've you heard you complain line, about so many odd things. Since knowing you in 11 years, I've Greenwich never heard, Mean Time. I've heard, you, I've heard you like the old man on the porch howling at the moon at some of the most incredibly arcane, stupid things. I've never heard you complain about time zone. That time issues. zone is a joke. <laughs> what they're in. So, is, it, is it a travesty or just a joke? Is it it's a travesty? travesty. It's a travesty. Because they are literally next to Eastern... They're, they, you stick a line straight down from Moscow. There's a line to Tel Aviv and Turkey, and mm-hmm. all. They're all Eastern European time, which is plus one. So it's from Central European. So it's time. another hour. It's another hour. So we lose another hour. Well, so maybe that's my, my point is. It, my point is that I, I think he can control time zones. I think There's no question. Putin can control time zones because he has whatever he wants. Two, I think they're going to start the light game at ten o'clock local time. 
They East, okay, so in, so in a Moscow town. So Eastern time zones is eight in the morning, eleven in the morning, two in the afternoon. That is our, That would be the best scenario for American television right now. Yeah. With the time zone. See, change. I mean, that's, that's. I'm just giving you the best scenario. I'm not right. saying it's going to happen. What 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 might it be then? Five years ago. Yeah. Champions it's... League final, Man United versus Chelsea. The famous Charlie Brown kick, as I call it, because mm-hmm. John Terry slipped as he kicked the ball. They were going to win the European Championship in Luzniki Stadium, mm-hmm. where the final is going to be in 2018. Kickoff was 10:45 local time. PM. PM. Wow. The game ended at close to two o'clock in the morning. Wow. So, so but my guess is my guess ten. And do we know the towns that it's going to be in? in Russia? I don't know. I don't because I don't at know, least with the Olympics, they were he was able to con- he was able to they were able to construct this sort of bubble in which Mary's, they could surround it security wise. This is going to be spread out all over the country. Yeah, St. Petersburg, Moscow will have two venues. I think St. Petersburg will have one. Huh. They have a lot of work to do because they don't have very good. Stations. When's your so, first site survey? Yeah. Uh, there's people going over soon. Are you this going? Summer. You're going? I don't know. I got, I'm pretty busy on, on our domestic stuff. Right your now. domestic stuff, which is what? Let's pop it. What do okay. You so the soccer, the idea now is for how does soccer mm-hmm. people and people in television like us get you guys who are like, hey, this is really fun. Yes. How to do stay. You get how do you get us to stay? stay? Right, right. Well, we have these great international tournaments and international teams coming over. Mm-hmm. So next Wednesday at the Rose Bowl, Manchester United, who's coached by Louis van Hall, who's the coach of Holland. Holland, right, the Netherlands. First game as coach. This an, these are all exhibition games. Playing the LA Galaxy in the Rose Bowl. It's 11 o'clock Eastern time next Wednesday. So you get Sports 1. So you can go there and ask him your question, Brockman, as to why he substituted at the end of the game against Argentina right. when it so, all looked like it was going to penalty kicks. And crawl would have been available. And his, his closer, which I've never seen before to use a baseball yeah, term. closer. It was essentially bringing in a, a pitcher who hadn't pitched all game to close, right? Yep. So you can ask him that question. I will. Is everybody asking him that question? How about how about the story, too, that two of his players said, I'm not taking the first kick? Not good. And he wouldn't name them. But he came out and said, two of my guys said, no. They turned it down. Why, you, why would they not want to take the first kick? Because you uh-huh. I don't know. When, it's tremendous pressure. When you play a golf scramble, right? You don't want to hit first. Do you want to hit first? Not really. I do. You do? I want the stick. Messi kicked first. And he buried it. He buried it. His last good swing of the leg mm. <laughs> of the tournament. So that, so there's other stuff, right? So Manchester United's coming over. Right. A whole bunch of teams are coming yeah. over. Then the big house, right? We've got we have Real Madrid playing Manchester United in the big house yes. at the University of Michigan on the August 2nd in the afternoon on Big Fox at 4 o'clock. And there's going to be 110,000 people there. It will be the largest crowd of any soccer event in North American history. Before I let you go, what? Let's talk quickly. Ramifications. What's What's going to be the largest ramification of this of this World Cup, of any player that's going back to a league in Concacaf or or in Europe? What's going to be Rodriguez? How much money he's well, going to he make? Well, he made I a mean, lot of money. I mean, he, so was, we'll, his transfer he, his transfer was forty five million euros hmm. to from from. Uh, but he went up from forty five million to about. A hundred million. Jeez. So I think I think like Real Madrid may want him um, at a hundred. You know, if you've got a hundred million, million he's euros, he's playing in Monaco, right? He's playing in Monaco, and they run, run owned by like, a Russian oligarch. By the way, can you imagine that you look like that? You're playing in Monaco, and it's tax-free. you're making that much money, and you're, it's tax free. Wow, what a gig! They're going to be in the Champions League, which you watch on Fox, on Fox Sports One this summer. That's the greatest gig of all. I really time. screwed up by not being a European soccer yeah. star. What about negatively? Is there any negative ramifications? Well, d- here's the funny part. David Luiz, yeah, poor guy. He got he basically got transferred mm-hmm. to PSG, which is run by the which is run by the Qatari government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, they are they're run by the Qatari mm-hmm. government. Um, fifty million. Mm-hmm. That's fifty million. No, fifty million pounds. So that's eighty. You're talking about like eighty six million dollars right. for a guy who can't play defense. <laughs> Was Brazil the worst semifinal team in the history of the World Cup? Uh, might have been. We were, I, when I sent you a note, I, 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 there's some teams that have played uh, some smaller countries like Turkey and Bulgaria have made it, but they've had great players. I'm telling you, there aren't many good players mm. on, that, on that Brazil team. There's not. Neymar's good. Danny Alves is good. They're good players, but mm-hmm. not great players. They were poor. They, if, that, if this tournament wasn't in Brazil, they don't get out of the 
they probably don't. They, they might, might get out of the group stage. They don't win the round of 16. Good to see you. Thanks Thank for you. coming in. That's so Watch warm. soccer. Watch soccer on Fox Sports, right? Fox Sports. Fox Sports. The home one. of Jason Wormser. We got a lot of soccer. Got let's work on. Let's work on getting Ian Dark on your crew. Let's work on him. He's okay. got to do. And, and get him calling an NFL game. Have him call the one in Europe. G-Men football Tuesday. Have him call a game in London. G-Men football Tuesday, July twenty second. Be there. Okay. Good to see you. That's Jason Wormser. Best secondary in football, everybody. Here on the Rich Eisen podcast. The Worm, everybody. The worm. The one and only. They broke the mold. <laughs> they really did. He's complaining about time zones. Why wouldn't he? Because that's what he does. He's I mean, we would be watching games on Sunday for years here at the network. Way before we started watching them on the set with our huge, uh, at the time, projection TV system. Right. Yeah. Now we got that beautiful, beautiful. digital board out there, right? But even when we were wa- we used to watch them across the way here in our campus in a... In a um, in a conference room with just a few television sets on the wall. We used to watch him there. So I've been watching. I've probably watched more football with him than anybody else here on staff or used to be on staff, even to, even to today, right? And he, can and he would anything. be howling. He would be screaming about uh, bad football or bad timing, bad refereeing, how long the games were taking, um, bad commercials, <laughs> bad shoot, bad right? shots. He's done. He he was a a red a he red, was a red hat. Shirt guy. Red hat. Red That's hat. what they call it. The yeah. guys on the sidelines who wear these big orange gloves yeah. and 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 use hand signals to tell the officials on the field that the television coverage is back right. from commercial break, and you may now put the football into play. That's how the refs know that you're back from commercial break. Yeah. Is there somebody who is part of the coverage standing on the sideline? He was the red hat for the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers, Giants playoff game. The Trey Junkin game where where Mariucci said bummer afterwards when he was told that that apparently a pass interference penalty was not called on the 49ers. Bummer. That was his response. Bummer. (laughs) That's that's phenomenal. Worm was the red hat for Fox for that game. Probably eating those orange gloves because he's a giant fan. <laughs> they got to be unbearable to watch a giant a giant game with him because you know. Oh, it's just... not unbearable. That's one way to put it. Another oh, it's way, comic. Is instant classic. <laughs> what we've had, we've had people, you know, because uh, over the years, as it's become more and more of a a popular event uh, for people to come in for charity events and things of that nature, where people come in or just friends of of staffers come in and watch the games with everybody. Yep. And um, we've had children, children, five, six, seven-year-olds with Worm, and he would just be cursing up a storm. And one time, one of us went up to him and said, hey, Worm, you know, there's like an eight-year-old here. One, you know, you should probably tone it down. He goes, you know, tough shit. <laughs> and, that, and that the kid, you know, it's the kid's fault for coming in. Right, he should know better. The bring the earmuffs. Bring the earmuffs. <laughs> that worm, you know, and that's so. That's he's so pure. He's so. Oh yeah. So yeah. pure. He's not trying to please anyone. He's and that's why you know he's a perfect, perfect person to for the beautiful game, if you will, to try and. Uh, he he's a he, he is a guy who I would hire because he loves the game so much to try and bring that game to a level of interest that so many fans hope it to be and Fox wants it to be in time for obviously the women's world cup next time. And then the men's world cup four years from now. And, and you heard him say that that's what he is charged with doing is making sure all of us who have been so captured by the world cup that we stay. Now it's going to be tough for me to stay. Uh, I don't think I'll be doing that because part of the allure of the world cup for me is how much it meant the magnitude of these games. Yeah, me too. I watched a sporting KC game while the World Cup was still going on, the one where the guy took the selfie uh, goal celebration after he scored a goal. Did you see that? No. He went up to Didn't someone, got his phone out, and took a selfie with fans as a celebration. That's got a yellow cool. card. But I was watching it before that, and I'm like, this just isn't – it doesn't have that same atmosphere. How can you go from playing in the World Cup? Well, like, you hear the money did? that, like, James and these guys are going to get now. I think part of that is is what does it for me. Like, these guys are playing for hundreds of millions of dollars. These guys are playing for country. There's nothing bigger than country pride. 
in, in events like this. Well, and that's the thing about, too, is, uh, with our sports here in America, it's the civic pride that it means. And we were talking about, you know, Cleveland and what the, what LeBron coming right, home exactly. means to Cleveland. And yeah. that was what on Meet the Press this week was the, was the return of Cleveland, of LeBron going back to Cleveland and the Republicans choosing for their convention, Cleveland, in 2016 for the presidential election there. Johnny Football's there. I mean, so there's a civic pride aspect here. But, you know, a national pride aspect to all of these games, it's just so humongous. And as we're waiting for LaShawn McCoy to come and uh, call in, too, you know, where is that him? Is that, that him or is that the, an email saying that he's so, calling so, soon? Some notification or? that he's a few minutes away. Okay, very good. That's not a site survey. Is it, no, 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 no. Well, that's not, not a site survey. No, that, I think that's a different ding. Oh, oh right. That's a different, a different notification. God. Um, so New studio, same old. I know. We're, and by the way, I am frozen to the core. <laughs> it's it's, 61 so, degrees it's so funny that we're next to a fan, an oscillating fan that's turned off, and what appears to be some sort of space heater. Is that, is that, does that turn I think, on? I don't know. I think that's an air it actually, ionizer. It like, says red zone only on it. Oh, so that's, that's Scott Hanson? It must Hansen. be for Scott So Hanson took the, the D batteries home <laughs> with him to Florida, right? Right. It is like an ionizer. Red zone only. Yeah. I'm Red sorry, around the, I'm sorry around the league. You might, you may not use Scott Hansen's space heater. I'm taking my basketball and I'm leaving. I mean, I'm, I'm going home. Play. I'm freezing. It's freezing. I can't feel my nose. I don't even remember the point I was making. Uh, it was a new studio and you were No, bad. no, here's my... Is that, is that the, the sport in America... You know, we're, that's what everybody's been talking about is how to... Because, you know, the Univision numbers... Through the roof. Uh, powering 81 million folks were watching the World Cup on Univision. And ESPN's numbers were through the roof, too. So how do you take this popularity? And the, and, and, and the, the issue is, is during the summer is when MLS plays, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, how many of these guys are going to come to the MLS to play? Now, apparently, they're going to get trying to get Tim Howard in. Dempsey's there, right? I mean, so you're trying to get some of the guys from the U.S. team. But how many of the guys... Of, of, of Roger, like would Rodriguez right. come here? And how do you get kids in this country to go on the path to be as good as Rodriguez? How do you get them to do that when the paydays are in the NFL, Major League Baseball, the National Basketball Association, even professional golf, which is obviously a tough tough lineup to crack. Could be the toughest lineup to crack that we've mentioned right there. Yeah. Right? And... So how do you get kids who are supremely talented and athletically gifted, how do you get them to play soccer in this country? I don't know how you do that. I don't either. I think it's like, I mean, you got to start at a young age. The one good thing about it is it does require space, obviously, but unlike golf, it's an expensive sport to get into as a kid. Hockey, very expensive. So you're not going to see, you know, those in the lower socioeconomic status starting and playing those sports necessarily, but soccer, you just need a ball in a street, really. It's, that's the beauty of it. You can play with two nets. It's like playing hockey as a kid on your street, game on, game off. Two, two garbage cans. You don't even yeah. need nets. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I don't know. I think stuff like this, though, it definitely has kind of turned our, our, our country, and it will start to. And what he Worm just said, Manchester United's coming to play here. The, one of the most popular teams in all the world. The Glazer family owns them. Coming to play the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's what's going on in the the World Cup. I think we've exhausted that topic of discussion. Did we miss Were anything? You, I, I just want to touch on uh, Brazil for a second. Uh, seven to one. Yeah. Like w- watching that match. W- did you at any point f- uh, feel bad for them, of or course. what were your emotions while you were watching that match? Of course, I, couldn't I think it. it was just disbelief for I'll me. Let you go. I, I, I a... turned my head at one point and I saw uh, I saw a goal. I thought was a replay. I swear. Because <laughs> he scored again. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, it was two minutes apart, and it was like three. It was think, I think it went from like three nothing to four nothing in a span of like ninety yeah. seconds. Four goals in six minutes. And I turned yeah. around, and I'm like, "Oh, they're, I'm like they're, they're showing the replay again." And then it was live. I'm like, "Oh my lord!" I couldn't believe anything like that. And you know, the story that I read, and I know we don't usually discuss um, gambling. No, we don't. We we frown upon it. It's like that that terminology. It's like you become the unfrozen caveman lawyer for me. Like I don't your your terms your over and under terms confuse me. Can you say understand. in a sentence what part of speech? I don't but know I, this word you do you have to of. mention the story about uh, that I read that somebody because apparently obviously over in the UK where you're heading, it's the Wild West and you could 
create your own wager for an absurd odds, I think like 99 to 1 or something like that. So somebody <laughs> created, they took the score of 7 nothing. Oh, so that 90 minute goal? 7 nothing. And somebody won also 7 1. Somebody Ugh. won 7 to 1. They won. And, you know, an absurd amount of money. And, you know, in this, because I, uh, and, and the quote in the story was whoever was running this establishment saying that he felt bad for the punters, which is a, the term over there that yeah. apparently I didn't understand when I made my punters of people to t shirt <laughs> internationally. That's why it's so popular. Selling them internationally. I didn't know that, but he says, I feel bad for the punters who had 7 nil. They had 7 nil, and, you know, there was the garbage score at the end. 90th minute. Wow. The garbage score at the end to make it 7-1. I, I mean, you know, unbelievable. I mean, but, you know, I, I was just thinking throughout. I mean, that was that was a, one of the worst ass kickings I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, and some people were talking about Super Bowl 48. I mean, come on. It's not even close. Not even close. That, well, my- that would be like the equivalent of 64-3, to three, right? Yeah. Wouldn't it be 7-0? Seven 7-1? 64-3 in a, in a Super Bowl? Come on. Well, my, my Playing, thing, by the way, in the stadium of, of the team with of three points? Team, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Warren brought it up. I mean, Brazil, the passion. During the Brazil-Chile game that went to PKs, I was nervous that, that – I, I was rooting for Chile, but I thought, like, we would see some it riding on Copacabana Beach and all of that. So that's what my thought was. When it went to 2-0 and then it was 6-0, at least in my, my head went to – at least the Brazil fans realize, and they have 90, 60 more minutes to realize that they're not going to win, and that's going to be a more of a calming influence because that was one of the big things going down there. You know, it is, there's some dangerous stuff down there. There's a reason a lot of people didn't want to travel to Brazil. Well, right, for it. right and, Thompson, who, was, who writes for ESPN.com, who was, wrote some of the most incredible on deadline day yeah. after pieces I've read in quite some time. He wrote about watching that game uh, amongst the people in town. Um, while Germany was delivering that total tail whipping, seven to one, and that might be the greatest performance by a road team I've ever seen in any sport. I mean, the home field advantage that Brazil had going in, uh, at that game. What they was were, it, almost forty years. You texted like everyone's wearing yellow. Everyone's wearing yellow today, and wow, it was so loud, and then it was so dead quiet. They, they just looked lost too. Like they didn't know. It looked like they got punched. A boxing match, and a puncher that got punched and was just stunned. Didn't know what to do. Fred. Fred. Boy, Fred. They were really laying on Fred. And Hulk, too. Ooh. Fred and Joe, Hulk were not Fred, Joe, and Hulk. We're not good. Can you imagine if the U.S. put guys out there, Fred, Joe, and Hulk? <laughs> I said that I said that I thought Fred looked like the Spanish version of John Holmes. I thought it... I, well, <laughs> I, I was going to go with Rod Woodson. Don't but, Google I mean, John you, Holmes at work, people. Yeah. You didn't even know who he was. I, I had know. To I had to ask. I'm more proud of the fact that I didn't know oh, who he was. Yeah, hillbilly. <laughs> All right, is LaShawn calling LaShawn in? LaShawn McCoy is dialing in my boy Shady. Okay, he led the National Football League in rushing yards and then, to put the cherry on top, scrimmage yards as well. The number five player in the National Football League is voted by his peers on the NFL Network recent poll that was airing on the show. Welcome to the Rich Eisen Podcast, LaShawn McCoy. How are you, LaShawn? I'm good, I'm good. It's an honor to be on the show. An honor? Wow, I, I, yeah. I appreciate that. Cause yeah, it's us, it's us players, man. You're a celebrity, man. Is that right? I didn't know that. Right. <laughs> is it because of the way I run the 40-yard dash, LaShawn? Is it because you're jealous of my speed? Is that why it I is? Was just, I was just about to mention your 40-yard dash. You know what? I think you, um, you're pretty good, man. It's just the, the technique. That's, that's about it. What do you mean? Tell me. Help me. You know, I, I, your technique, the way you run. Uh, I think as players, we run a certain way, like with good form, mm-hmm. you know, a good leverage, and you kind of don't. <laughs> Looks good, though. Looks good. Well, listen. The, here's the way I approach my 40-yard dash, and you can relate to this too, Lashawn. Uh, I only know one speed, you know, and what beats in my chest is the heart of a champion, and you can't teach that. Wow! You know, wow! You, you know what? You're right about that. You're definitely right about that. You know, it's just that <laughs> Dion tells me it's my start that I I can't get out of the blocks. Period. Well, you know. Coming from Dion, it's a little different. Yeah, he doesn't have to come out the blocks. He has that natural, that natural gift. Yeah, well, you do too, Lashawn. Ah, uh, not like Dion. Not even close to Dion. <sighs> well, I mean, I don't know if Dion ever led the league in in rushing and scrimmage yards. I know he didn't play the position, but 
I'm just saying. I'm just trying hey, to toot your and, horn and there. And if you ask him, he'll tell you he probably could. No, no. Well, he would. Always, he always tells me he's a five down guy. He played three downs, then stayed out on fourth, and came back out on first down. That's what he tells me. I like me. that. I like that. Yeah. And then he also played in the World Series, too. Um, how are things? What are you doing these days to get – I mean, are you are you eager for training camp? Are you enjoying your final days before it? How, how are you approaching this this period where we're so close to actual football? I'm actually still working. You know, I'm still working hard. I'm still training hard. Um, no, I'll probably cut back, you know, two days short before we have to go to camp. You know, because Chip tells you offense, you really got to be in shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in our second year, you know, with him, we actually know what they expect. Uh, and that's what he wants, to be in good shape. So what do you – what should let, – let's put it this way. When you said uh, now you're two in the offense, you'll know what to expect. What do you know now that you perhaps didn't know at this point last year? Um, so many different things. Um, just starting as far as just, um, you know, what type of coach he is, what type of things he wants as far as – you know, different plays um, in a tight jam. You know, what's, what's his money place he likes to go to? Um, you know, his expressions. There's sometimes where I can tell him he's pissed off at me or, or he's pleased with me. Um, <laughs> and them things matter. They really do. Or or the type of effort. You know, he may want more effort. Um, and the, the, the practice tempo. And I can, I can name so many different things. But now I think as a, as a team, for guys who played with him the first year, you know, now we, we know because it got from the beginning to later in the season, we know what he wants. You know, he, we know how he wants us to practice. You know, how he wants us to play. So what pisses him off the most? Oh, uh, man, well, I could speak for myself. Not running the correct hole gets him very angry. Hmm. How many times did that happen, though? Um, and the cool thing about Chip is uh, he has such a, a great personality where he actually wants the best for the player. And there's times where we have these talks and, and, and everything is, is to help the player out. Um, and, and sometimes during the game we can get into it because I might, you know, see something my way, you know, and, and, and the play, um, you know, should be going a certain way. And that's just kind of teaching me to, the, the play within the system and then after that letting your, your natural instincts go. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, that he's helped me out with to be a better player. Well, it certainly worked out, you know. I mean, your, your year last year, did it, did it even exceed what you were hoping for? Just individually. Um, you know, each year, I, I usually try to um, have a goal, what I want to do. Um, and last year, it was 2,000 yards off purpose, you know. But but it makes it a lot easier, man, when, when you know, when, when you're getting the ball and the guys up front are really blocking well. Um, you know, one thing about my team is uh, the guys up front on offense, man, they, they're they really pretty good. They're very, very good. Um, and, and a lot of backs can't really say that, but I'm, I'm confident enough to say that them guys are, are a tough, tough crowd. Right. Now you told our colleague, uh, my colleague Albert Breer, that that the Deshaun Jackson parting of the ways was a signal to the rest of the team that was heard loud and clear. Can you can you expound on those thoughts? What did you mean by that, Deshaun? Like, for example, I'm sure um, you know if you hear of a, a player like that who's done so much to the to the franchise, who's made so many different plays, um, you know, coming off his his career high as far as stats. Um, as stats-wise, you know, anything can happen, you know, and, and anybody can be let go. And that's kind of an example. Even if you're not playing for the Eagles, I think if you're playing for a different team and you kind of see that, because that's the reaction I get from other players. Like, wow, you know, they let Deshaun go, which is a shocker, you know. So it lets you know that, you know, anything can happen. It's a business. And, and, and if you're not taking care of business as far as, you know, doing the small things that the team wants, um, you know, if there's an issue between the team and the player, anything can happen. So, what do you think? Um, what do you think he's going to be? What's going to be like when you when you play against him? Obviously, you're not going to be on the same field right. at the same time. But what what will it be like with Deshaun as an opponent for your team, you and your team? Well, just just this last weekend, you know, Deshaun, I had a, a big event for my birthday and um, oh, happy you know, birthday, in Philadelphia. Yep, yep. And uh, turned 26. I'm okay. still young. Okay. And uh, and man, Deshaun, we were talking about it just. It's so weird. We actually played basketball in a celebrity game, and we were on opposite teams. And the way we were competing against each other, it was it was so weird because we were so used to playing with him, you know, on the same team. And we were we were joking about it. But I know him. He's a competitor. You know, I think any team he plays on, he'll, he'll do fine. He'll do well. Uh, you know, and I think he'll have a, a pretty good game against us. But our defense will be ready for him. And I told him, 
that I'm gonna have the most plays in that game against Mayhem. Um, but um, I, I think it'll be it'll be it'll be a nice game because he'll come out to play hard. You know, he has that that, that chip on his shoulder, man. I think he really wants to show the world that you know he's still a great player, which we all already know. Yeah, describe for me the Lashawn McCoy hoops game on the hard. <laughs> what are, what are, um, what are you, Lashawn? How can I describe this? Okay, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm quick. Okay. I got a, I got a mean Allen Iverson crossover. Okay. Mi- mixed up with a little bit of that that Mamba fadeaway. Oh. You know. Wow. Yeah, so you can imagine that yourself. You know, well, you and Iverson and Kobe right there. I mean, Man. that's that's is there is there any LeBron in this? Oh, um, you know what? You know what? I got a little LeBron in me. Okay. You know, probably not that that. The type of LeBron where he, I'm dunking on people with the straight cramming on them like he does, but right. But the, that that aggressive approach to the to the whole. I like it, and mm-hmm. uh, but unlike Iverson, you don't mind practicing, right? You got to practice, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, I'll practice. You know, I'll practice. For okay, sure. <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to suss the whole thing out. How how good is Sproles going to be in this offense, Lashawn? I tell you, I tell you what, Sproles has the quickest feet I've ever seen out of any player. Um, you know, and practicing with him, and, and he'll help us out tremendously. I think the, the best thing about him, uh, what he brings to this team, is not only leadership and experience, but but also just a, another big playmaker on the team. You know, you talk about losing Deshaun, and I, mean, I think Howie and Chip did a great job of bringing a, another playmaker um, to our team. And he catches, he runs, he does special teams. Um, it's nothing that he won't do. You know, so I think with me and him in the backfield together, It'll definitely cause an issue with the defense. And I'm looking forward to you uh, for for the huddle of Sproles and Foles, just right. to see if 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 we put you on Sproles' shoulders, would you collectively be taller than Foles at that point? You know what, Nick is tall. That's a good question. I only ask those. Nick yeah, is tall. And yeah. Sproles is real, real short. That's that's really a tough one. That's what I'm saying. Like that could be the biggest height difference between quarterback and running back. I mean, uh, this may not make any sense or or matter, it, but it, it actually does. It does. You know, okay. when I was trying to in my first day at camp, I'm gonna ask Chip, man. I, I was thinking over the off season, maybe we could have a play where mm-hmm. you line up in the huddle, right? Yep. Because we never we never huddle up. No. Nope. We huddle. We huddle up. Put Sproles behind me so nobody can see him mm-hmm. and run a play. What do you think? I think if if there's because you'll probably never do an eye formation either, but right, right. you know Foles under center, which I don't think happens, right? I think he's right. right? But let that right. would be totally against type. Please pass this along and have my face on like a big placard that will signify the lineup, right? So it'll be my right. face. Somebody holds up my face, and even though I know Chip doesn't didn't really bring that from Oregon, I'm still looking to see my face on a sideline because it is all about <laughs> me, LaShawn. Right. So you hold up my face, and that, so Foles goes under center, then you're behind him, and then Sproles behind you. Man. Touchdown. From yeah. anywhere. To, from anywhere on the field. The playbook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just trying to make you better, Lashawn, by being on this show. I appreciate it. It's worth the try. It okay. really is. And because Foles, I mean, if if he's anywhere close to what he was last year, you guys are favorites to win the division. Would you agree with that assumption, Lashawn? I would think. I would think so. I would think so. Um, I know the type of players we have in that locker room, and also the coaching. Um, you know, you mix that together, man, and, and we all have one goal. I would say so. Okay. And lastly, uh, what are you wearing to the ESPYs? Are you set for that? You know what? I, actually, it's such a big event to me. You know mm-hmm. that, that I'm stuck between two outfits that I don't want to reveal yet. I okay. want to be a surprise. You know, I, I kind of want to have that. That when I walk on the ESPY uh, carpet, like, wow, what, what does Lashawn have on? Okay. So it's going to be uh, eighty here, though. It's going to be eighty. Be careful. Don't go three piece. That'd be a mistake. <laughs> That'd be like a an ESPY's mistake. Don't do it. <laughs> I've been going to the ESPYs. You know, well, my, my invitation's been lost 12 years and counting since leaving ESPN. But I, you know, Stuart Scott and I used to sit in the, um, in the uh, Radio City Music Hall balcony like the two old Muppets. We used to sit up there doing the pre-ESPY show. And people come correct, LaShawn. You know that already. They come correct to these events with what they're wearing. So 
Uh, I don't know if I gave you any heads up here, but you just have to just be be careful, but go for it is essentially what I'm saying. Right, and it sounds like you want me to dress safe too. It sounds like. Well, listen, I mean, we're out on the edge of training camp here. We can't we can't have any mishaps. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. I want to make I want to make it through the season until the season. There you go. <laughs> okay. Well, good luck. Enjoy enjoy the time. I've I've really have enjoyed watching you play. Uh, I had you on my fantasy oh, team two. Oh, seriously, you're you're just a pleasure to watch. I had you on my fantasy team two years ago, and maybe you could confirm for me. Andy Reid just it was in the rule book that he could not hand you the ball in two consecutive snaps. LaShawn. <laughs> Was that a rule? Did, was uh, I wrong in assuming that two years yeah, I don't, ago? I don't, yeah, I, I, that's not a rule, man. That's not a rule. Because it, it looked like I was looking in the rule book like LaShawn can't touch it twice in a row. So um, so i got to be honest with you. I, I didn't have you on my team last year, and I paid for it. I paid yeah, for well, it. Well, it's cool. We make mistakes in this year. <laughs> You got, you got a chance to take me. Okay. I will do that. And, listen, I really have enjoyed watching you blossom as a player and uh, and the way you just conduct yourself and the way you run and the way you play. Uh, it really is a pleasure to watch. And I, I, I'm, I'm thrilled to have had you on my show, and I look forward to the next time already. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you. You bet. And thanks for having me. Thank you. Show, and hopefully we can do this again. Anytime. Certainly before the combine when you're going to make me better. You're going to take a right. – you're gonna, you're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely – Crack five nine this year. Thanks. I believe in you. I definitely believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, LaShawn. Take care. Yep. Take it easy. That is LaShawn McCoy, cut on dime twenty five on Twitter, joining us on the Rich Eisen podcast. I enjoyed that. That was a good chat. Good talk. Been wanting to talk to him for quite some time. Never been on the podcast. Yeah, first time. I met him. He was out here a few years ago just doing the, the car wash, but wasn't a day that we were taping. There you go. So it's interesting, man. The, the you, Philadelphia is a big story. If Foles can do it again, or even just be a reasonable facsimile of that, uh, I think they're going to win that division again, for sure. You don't think the Redskins maybe get back? I think the Eagles win that division again. I do. It'll be I interesting that, facing Deshaun twice. That'll be fun. It'll be good theater. That's, uh, I believe, one of the Saturday games mm-hmm. is, is that matchup. Um, it'll either be on us or CBS. That's going to be to be determined later on in the year. But the final Saturday of this season, or I think it's week 16 Saturday, I think. Uh, yeah, it's the week 16 Saturday. There's two games. That's one of them. I'm looking forward to that immensely. Um, and um, I don't know. I might just have to go LaShawn McCoy in fantasy. Yeah? Oh, You're going to pull the trigger this time? As you know, yeah. we, we discussed <laughs> well, it. As you, I discussed well, it. you said that you would take Peyton Manning. Well, I mean, if I'm first overall, I'm right. taking Peyton Manning. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind. I don't care. Over about, McCoy, though? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Over the SB nominated for best NFL player, LaShawn oh, McCoy? Oh, you did look it up, didn't you? <laughs> 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 oh, boy. All right. Um, so the SPs are this week, but from what I heard prior to this taping, the biggest event is next week with a burger draft. What is this? <laughs> what is this? Before we go out the door here, what is this? Uh, yes. So it's also Chris Law's birthday next week, but it's hey. also my birthday next week. We're on consecutive days. Back to back we'll throw days. them out there for people. Uh, July 22nd for me, the 23rd. The July 23rd for me. So last year we How old did, are we going to How old are you going to be? Well, I'm 31 not, for I'm, me. I'm not going to say. How old are you going to be? 34. Okay. What's the big deal? It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal, but you just made it a big deal. <laughs> I didn't You've made it a big mean? deal by asking me repeatedly about it. Repeatedly, that's the first time I asked you. And then you said <laughs> I'm not telling you. And then within 10 S- seconds you told him. Or within 4 seconds. Whatever. So last year we did this. Uh-huh. We went to uh, a. Uh, Who's the we? Some, I was not a some of my friends. Law could not make it last okay. year. Okay. We went to this place called Twenty Six Beach down in the marina. Okay. And they're famous. They have some uh, world famous hamburgers. Uh, it's a big list, twenty or so. Okay. So I think there was only seven or eight. We each selected one burger, and we had it cut in half. Then we had a draft where you drew numbers out of a hat. And we did a snake draft, and then you had a draft on which burgers you wanted to eat. So it's you know there was some strategy involved, if you will, if you selected a burger you wanted to eat, mm-hmm. or you could try to screw the group by taking one that maybe didn't 
look as good. Like a veggie, a veg- like a veggie, veggie burger, burger, or like a, last year someone took a Thai burger just to try to screw the group, and then you that, that's where you uh, select that. And out this of is that. how you celebrate your birthday. Rich, I'm, I'm opting out. For that's how we celebrated last draft. year. You know what? You're not invited anymore. <laughs> It was it was oh, look it was a really goodness. good time. Everyone had a lot of okay, fun with that's it. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Does anyone so, take twenty seven hey, minutes? Looking forward to it. Yeah. Selection? Anybody take twenty seven minutes? <laughs> like in your real fantasy was Brian football Hartline draft? There? No, Brian Hartline not present. Oh my gosh! And no one took twenty seven. So you're minutes. gonna have a burger draft for your birthday? So we might have an, another burger draft. Year two of the burger draft. I, by the way, don't understand the strategy of the burger draft at all. You could tell me that again, but I would fall asleep. <laughs> Sorry to say. You know what? I'm still going to invite both of you. So okay. Come if you want. We could do the good. burger draft at the Manchester United game at the Rose Bowl. I'm not around on the 23rd. I'm on my way to uh, Denver for the opening of uh, Broncos training camp. I'm going to ah. physically be there. Physically yeah. going? I am. Oh, nice. I am. Nice. Law's looking at me like, how do I get there? I'm trying to think. How do I get I there? Leave, Let me see. What do I, <laughs> I leave the Rich next week wants to do a podcast. Hall there. of Fame. <laughs> hey, you know, we could interview Peyton. I'm going from there to Seattle for the Seahawks training camp on the 25th. How do I get there? And then on the 27th with Michael Irvin at Cowboys training camp in Oxnard. Wow. That will be good. So I'm, I'm going to do a little mini road tour. I like it. Oh, that'll be for fun. For training camps. I'll be in Seattle next month for my fantasy football league draft. Unbelievable. Draft. That's for another show. <laughs> UK, here I come. Yes. Basically, UK, here Start I Start sending come. me suggestions, people. For what? Watering holes, entertainment, sports things. I'm sure some art galleries. Sports things in the UK for 500 Alex. Maybe I want to see a cricket match. Do they, they play some cricket? What are places and things not in Ireland? Uh, I feel like I have to play things for 500 I have to play Lynx golf once while I'm over there. Yes, you do. You know, I, a course yep. recommendation that's sure. somewhere near London and or Dublin. Yes, so if you make your suggestion to Chris Law, he will bring his hillbilly party with Oscar <laughs> Mayer, uh, deli meats, and ready with. <laughs> ready with. That's the way he rolls. Don't know what he'll bring he'll bring about. the kiss the Chris Law Hillbilly party to you. People will love it. Look at that, guys. We're out of time for hey, today. We're hey, out of time. We're right. Suddenly we're out of we're out of mega space. Whatever we have on this Fakakta system in this meat locker Temporary of a studio. studio. Seriously, my nose is cold. <laughs> Hold on, quick international oh, shout out. Oh, my Lord. Ramsey Singer, he says, how about an RP shout out? I'm doubly international. He's from the UK, living in Zanzibar. Hey, great he, Billy Joel song, by the way. He, and he tweeted out a picture of him outside of some building wearing the old school throwback punters for people t-shirts. Okay. And uh, check out our pal, our podcast regular friend, Jerry Ferrara. He's got a, he's got a podcast out. And if you're an He does call fan, Bad for Business, yeah. which is a great name. It, it is. When you are going to do a podcast that sucks. <laughs> his girlfriend. Bad for Business. He, he said everything. It was funny. I read his little caption for it. His, did you hear the open? Yeah, his girlfriend's did the you producer. Hear the, did you hear the open of the show? Um, you clearly didn't because I'm in it. No, then I didn't hear it. I, I listened hear. to the Kevin Connolly episode. The open where he played people to congratulate him to welcoming him to the podcast business. Oh, I missed it. I got to yeah, go back. I'm I'm, oh, nice. Good listen, though. Uh, listen to his podcast and ours and every other one on NFL media. Let's do the right thing here, right? Absolutely. Around the league and Damashek are the only ones going right now. But Is that right? College football will be back. It's up. coming back soon. Um, and uh, so we're excited and because uh, uh, training camps are opening next week. Can't this is wait. the last Absolutely week in which there wait. is no football news of on the field and training camp variety all the way through to the week after the Super Bowl. This is that last week. Cool. We made it. Uh, also, again, check out the Monday morning quarterback I wrote for uh, Peter King. Uh, at Chris Brockman, at Chris Law, at Cut on Dime 25. Yes. Shady. Shady McCoy. Thank him. Thank Worm at Worm underscore 66. <laughs> what a freak. What a nut. He's the best. He is the, the best. best. There's nobody Absolutely like him. Uh, I'm at Rich Eisen for At the Eisen Podcast. Peace out. Stay listening, dear friends. 